So when I'm promoting a launch, somebody's launch, and it's the launch is happening over, let's say, 15 days, okay? So most of the affiliates are going to send out three emails over that 15 days, solo emails, three, three solo emails. I'm going to send out 15 emails, okay? Every single day, I'm going to promote that. Not just that, but that will be there. And so we've also heard the idea that people need to see an offer you know, seven to 12 times or five to eight times, whatever the number number is. People need to see it over and over again. So on leaderboards, when I'm promoting as an affiliate, I start low and then I, it goes up and up and up and up over that period of time because I keep on promoting it again and again and again. And I end up doing better than people with lists that are much larger than mine. So that's not everybody's concern, not everybody is doing affiliate marketing, but it is proof that those emails do work. Hey, it's Chuck here, and I'm so glad that you're listening to this episode. And I just want to take this quick moment right now to let you know about our free collaborators toolkit. And this episode is all about partnership and collaboration. And our guests share many resources, tools, and things that you can use to make collaboration and partnership easier in your business. So if you're looking for better ways to grow and scale your business through collaborations and strategic partnerships, this free collaborators toolkit is gonna contain the best resources from our workshops, as well as contributions from our guests. And these tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for. And they're gonna help you to solve everyday business challenges and access highly effective ideas that can help and grow your business exponentially. I know they've helped me and I know they're gonna help you as well. And the best part about these tools is that they're completely free. And our gift to you for being a valued member of our community and a subscriber to the show. So you can get access to all of the resources contained inside the Collaborators Toolkit today by visiting the website at www.collaboratorsunite.com slash toolkit. That address again is www.collaboratorsunite.com slash toolkit. Go ahead and register today, get access to all the resources, and I'm going to see you on the inside. Now, here's the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is the Creative Collaboration Show with Chuck Anderson. I have another amazing guest for you today. Uh, we know that uh, in our audience, you're likely a business owner on a big mission, trying to get the word out there. And that's a big challenge for us is, is getting the word out there and how do we do that? And our guest today is a master at that and is going to talk about uh, you know, get how she gets the word out there and, and helps others as well. Uh, so please welcome Ellen Finkelstein to the program today. Chuck, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, and I know that we've been uh, looking forward to doing this for a while. So I'm glad that uh, the universe is finally aligned and, yes. and here we are. So, um, so Ellen, I think a great place to start is, you know, tell everybody a little bit about what you do and uh yeah i think we'll, we'll start with that so the clients that i help are 
Usually there could be coaches or consultants or other service providers. They could even just be experts in some field and they want to get their knowledge out to the world. Uh, and examples of service, other service providers could be financial advisors or alternative health care practitioners. And I'm helping them now supplement their current promotional activities with email marketing. And email marketing kind of has a little bit of a bad rap, and so I'm trying to change that. Uh, now, these people are usually using referrals. I call this the triumvirate of service providers, referrals, networking, and social media prospecting. And first of all, while these methods can be successful, they can be uneven. And a lot of my clients don't like doing this stuff. They don't like that kind of selling of it. And so what I'm trying to convince people is that by adding email marketing to what they're doing, they can do something that they can educate and inspire their subscribers over time. And when they're ready to buy, they'll buy because there's been this long-term relationship built up. The trust has been built up. The, the knowledge through the education has been built up. And so email marketing is actually extraordinarily time-effective and cost-effective. And probably ever-changing as well, but absolutely vital and necessary uh, for businesses. And so we definitely want to uh, dive into that today. But before we do, Ellen, how did you, uh, what, what's your story? What, how did you find yourself in this space and helping people with their email marketing? It's kind of a long story. Uh, I started out as a book writer. You can see behind me, I wrote computer books. Uh, that AutoCAD book on the top shelf went into 17 editions, ended up being 1,297 pages or something like that. Books on PowerPoint as well. And at that time, it was just starting this idea that authors should have a platform. So I created a website and I created an email list and I started blogging. And, and then I realized that I could create my, I could write my own books and sell them off my website as PDFs, you know, eBooks, the simplest level of an eBook. And instead of getting like for that top book, the wholesale price, well, the retail price was 30 to $50. So let's say 30 and the wholesale was $1.50 and I got 10% of that. So $1.50 a book. Now it sold thousands of copies and that plus my PowerPoint books, plus a flash for dummies book, paid the down payment on my house. So I'm not arguing, you know, I'm not against it, but I just, I discovered I could sell an ebook for $20 and keep $19 of it. And so that's how I started getting online. And then I started teaching other people to do it, started change the world marketing and started email marketing seriously. And a few years ago, I came upon a sort of like a formula that was very counter, counter in, against what the gurus say, let's put it that way. And to just put it in like a word against the idea that you can only have one call per action in a call to action in an email. And I found that it was like amazingly effective. And so I became known for this. And that's what I'm starting to teach now, this formula that I have for getting better results from your emails. Oh, fantastic. Well, first of all, AutoCAD, a 1200 book a page book on AutoCAD. That is amazing. How long did it take you to, to write that? Well, the first one took me 10 months, but AutoCAD upgraded it. They put out a new edition every year. So that was three months every year for, for 16, 17 years, whatever it was. AutoCAD's a 
big, it started at 800 pages and then just kept on growing. And it's, you know, it was a $4,000 program then. I don't know what it is now. Mm. It's a complicated program, a, a drafting program yeah. for architects or engineers, so on like that. Well, uh, I never read the book. I probably should have. I was just trying to learn AutoCAD by clicking on things. And Oh, that's hard. <laughs> you can't really do that. Uh, but that was back in the 90s. Um, right. I'm far removed from that now, but I just was fascinated by that was one of your books. So now you start selling, your, you're realizing you can sell your books directly as PDFs and keep the majority of the money instead of just getting this fraction little bit of the commission or the royalties. Um, what were some of the, the lessons that you learned from doing that and also um, related to how that got you into what you're doing now with, with email marketing? always a writer so i my first experience was that writing an ebook creating an ebook and you know, writing it in microsoft word and turning it into a pdf was really easy i knew this stuff really really well I, the knowledge was there and i did something on on autocad i did something on powerpoint that was really what i was focusing on and now i don't do anything with autocad at all and so i found that it was really easy to do and compared to the demands of the publisher in terms of time, and it wasn't only the money, the deadlines and all the requirements. I just found that it was really easy. And I do remember having to figure out how to sell something from my website, how to put up a buy now button and how to make that work and how to, I've gone through so many email service providers, I can't even count them anymore, but learning about email and and another thing that I certainly did a lot that worked for me, especially in those areas, PowerPoint and AutoCAD, was blogging a lot mm. because it was an area where people really needed the content that I had It was because it was so technical. And so that brought people to my website and that brought people to sign up for my email list. So that's really how it how it all started. Mm. You know, and that's how I first learned about you as well. I was in a conversation with somebody else and they said, you know, are are you on Ellen Finkelstein's newsletter? And I'm like, no, I'm not. He's like, you have to get on there. She has some of the best content I've ever seen. So, so that's how I came to to hear of you the first time. And then, of course, now we're in a mastermind group together. And and now uh, I've on, been on your podcast, and now you're on my podcast. So this amazing relationship. But it all started with not just an email, but somebody else who had been receiving your email. I wasn't even the recipient of your email and it is reaching people that way. Well, so I thank think you to, thank you to that person. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and I think it speaks volumes in terms of just uh, two things. Number one, the your approach and, and, and the quality of your content, but also the power of an email, how it can reach somebody but it can has this ripple effect that can reach even more people than just the people that you sent it to. And, you know, I hear this all the time, like, oh, my list size is this and my open rate is this and all that kind of stuff. But who are you really reaching? And there's sometimes the people we don't even realize that we're reaching. So so what are what are some of your uh, recommendations or tips and uh, that you are recommending for people like so if they're you know, engaged in email, and you hear this kind of thing all the time. It's like, oh, email's dead, and uh, there's all these issues with email, and people are trying out other platforms and social media. 
But I know in my business, nothing converts better when I'm trying to sell something than an email. I wonder if you could speak to that a little bit and, and uh, what do you recommend for people? Well, there's certainly a lot of research that shows that the ROI on email is like higher than anything else, like way higher. And part of the reason, first of all, you know, there's a, a return on, on your investment. There's the money that comes in and there's also how much it costs. So email is cheap. You know, that's one reason that's a high return on income. But the, the point is, is that if you do it correctly, first of all, you own your subscribers. This is something that you own. And just a couple of days ago, I heard some another person say that he had lost his Facebook account. And so, that, you know, that's, it brings surety into your business. But the value of it is that you create this long-term relationship with people. Now, I email people every day. I email my list every day. Not everybody does that. I don't recommend it for everybody or think everybody has to do that. But over time, they really get to know me. And so there's a relationship created that's ongoing with these people. And so I, there are a few things I recommend in emails. I recommend telling stories, starting with, with telling a story, having some personal thing. I recommend always being relevant to your subscribers, knowing what they want. And so I always connect my story, even if it's just about me, to something that's valuable to them, that's useful for them, to help them grow their business. Uh, I recommend uh, partnering with people. We'll talk a little bit more about mm. that. And I recommend making your emails easy to read. I do a lot of work on, on making having spacing in it and, and just making it easy for people because I send out long emails with multiple offers and I have to make it easy for people to see what there is without having to read the whole email, which they you know that they're not going to going to do. So I just lots of little techniques like like that. Yeah. yeah. That's my and formula. I, that sounds like a good formula to me. And uh well I mean I get emails from st- people sometimes where they're either way too long and they're hard to read. So I like what you just said there about, you know, having, you know, the multiple things, but being able to see that also having some space between the lines, so you could kind of read it. Sometimes you get the, especially if you're reading it on mobile, if you get a block of text, that's way too big. It's very, very difficult to follow it sometimes. Um, are there any other mistakes that you're seeing people do that are kind of negatively impacting their email marketing? One click to action theory or whatever it is, because there is research that has shown that having offering people more than one thing in an email gives people what's called agency, gives them choice. They can choose what they want. And so we've all been on people's lists who only send out solo emails, which means one call to action in an email. And after a while, we recognize that and we just look at at the subject line. And if it's not what we want, we don't read it. And the, the most amazing thing happened to me was the was when somebody emailed me and said, I love your emails. You have give us so many resources. And I went, oh, my God, I'm selling so many things in my email. Everything is an offer. Sometimes it's a free offer, but sometimes it's I'm selling things, whatever it is. But I'm definitely promoting. And yet they see it as resources. And I've seen this since that first time over and over and over again, that giving people choice, making sure your email is relevant to them and letting them choose what they want. People 
feel like you're giving them resources, and yet you are promoting things. You know, very often partners I'm I'm promoting. Of course, I promote my own things as well. And so it's just it's just such a different way of looking at it. This research was was from a company that split test its emails with two complete not subject lines but two completely different emails over a period of time one was one call to action the other was multiple call to actions and they just it was so clear that they got fewer unsubscribes and and more clicks overall when you gave people the choice you know i really love that you brought that up and and, and i am guilty i'm one of those people who've taught the single call to action formula thousands of times and when i was with internet marketing center that was that was our our go-to recommendation and we were coaching people how to set up their emails and how to write good converting uh email copy it's like have a single call to action with a domain link in the domain name that matches the the domain that you're sending from and all of these things and on with the podcast we actually don't do that we actually say like here's our recent episode and here's our last three episodes and we do see higher engagement with that one um it didn't really occur to me until just now i i just thought because podcast is different but what you're saying is actually giving people choice and therefore they're enjoying it and you're get, receiving feedback then saying hey thanks this is very valuable so i love that there's another way to look at it too So when I'm promoting a launch, somebody's launch, and it's the launch is happening over, let's say, 15 days, okay? So most of the affiliates are going to send out three emails over that 15 days, solo emails, three three solo emails. I'm going to send out 15 emails, okay? Every single day, I'm going to promote that. Not just that, but that will be there. And so we've also heard the idea that people need to see an offer you know, seven to 12 times or five to eight times, whatever the number number is. People need to see it over and over again. So on leaderboards, when I'm promoting as an affiliate, I start low and then I, it goes up and up and up and up over that period of time because I keep on promoting it again and again and again. And I end up doing better than people with lists that are much larger than mine. So that's not everybody's concern, not everybody is doing affiliate marketing, but it is proof that those emails do work. And do you do solo emails for your uh, some of your affiliate campaigns as well? Or is it all like here's sort of multiple offers? The only time I do a solo email is the last night. I'll do a second email that says, courtesy reminder, this is going away tonight or tomorrow, and then I'll do a solo email. And they're very effective. Those are, but there's also that deadline there that makes it very effective. But that's the only time I'll do a solo email. Mm. Now I do adjust, you know, how I, the order of everything, I move things up as they come closer. So it's not just a, a, you know, a list that has no rhyme or reason to it. Sure. Well, uh, I mean, a lot of great takeaways uh, in that. And look, a mentor of mine once told me results don't lie. So if you tell me that you're topping leaderboards by having multiple offers in your email, which goes beyond what almost every it does. internet marketing guru says. They I, have scr- solo I have screenshots. <laughs> <laughs> so we have proof, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. And, and I have seen your name even before I got to know you. I saw your name at the top of leaderboards and 
you know, when I see leaderboards, I think to myself, these are people I need to get to know because obviously they have great reach, but what else do they have going on that's really special? Uh, and so, so I've had, uh, I've had the honor of interviewing a few leaderboard toppers. <laughs> and so, yeah. And it's not that the size of your list doesn't matter. Usually if someone has a list of 100,000 or more, I can't beat that person. You're not mm-hmm. likely. My list is closer to t- is around 10,000. Mm-hmm. But I can beat people whose lists are 20 to 50,000 because of the multiply because I'm doing it more often. Mm. Fantastic. Well, one of the things I wanted to to talk to you about too because I know you're such a great person to collaborate with and affiliate marketing is such a collaborative Mm-hmm. exercise to begin with. Uh, so, you know, the theme of our show is creative collaboration, and we are encouraging business owners to think about how could I do more or do something better or faster or whatever it is in your business by collaborating with someone else. And, you know, not only are you a great person to collaborate with, but I know you you collaborate with others as well. So we do recommend that people reach out to you and we're gonna make sure that all your contact information is beneath the video and in the podcast show notes. And uh, we have a gift for everybody a little bit later on. We're not gonna spoil the surprise. I want you to listen to the end of this, but we we do have something for you. Um, But Ellen, I wanted to ask you, how has, collaborating and partnering with others played a role or an impact in your business? Say it's the foundation of my business. I really feel that, and I see this in my clients, they're afraid to reach out and they're afraid to partner and they just can't handle all of that. Uh, I've done all different kinds of partnerships. So what we call a freebie swap, you know, I'll promote your free offer and you'll promote my free offer giveaways, summits, affiliate promotions we just talked about. I've I've done things like true joint ventures, like a collaborative masterclass or co-authoring a book. So I think almost anything, any way you could work with someone. And I love doing creative collaboration where let's create something new. Let's get together and two or three people and let's do a panel discussion about something, even a no selling panel discussion. We'll get people on our list that way, but we'll just talk about thought leadership in, in a certain area, whatever it is. So almost anything is going to grow your list, grow your profits. And it's, at least I think it's fun. I, I think it's a lot more fun to work with other people than to always work alone. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, along those lines, you just said like you can have more than one person come together and do something amazing. Just this uh, two days ago, I was part of a summit uh, where I collaborated with two other co-hosts. We put 500 plus more people on our list and uh, gave a platform for 56 speakers uh, in an eight hour period, which was uh, a wow, whirlwind. A <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. It was my first summit experience. <laughs> it was uh, very challenging. It was like doing interviews like this, but I had to do 11 of them back to back in a row it was oh my goodness uh, okay <laughs> uh we'll plan it differently next time but but it was you know very interesting just by putting it out there that we were open to that collaboration first of all having that collaboration with two co-hosts and then the collaboration with all the speakers and everything it was pretty amazing to do uh that so um what do you look for in a in a collaboration what are what are some of your favorite you know, maybe types of partnerships and then what do you look for in a collaborator? 
In terms of types of partnerships, just the ones that I mentioned, so freebie swaps and affiliate mm -hmm. marketing and some giveaway summits and, and those kind of joint, real joint venture things where you're creating something new with someone. So I guess everything. What I look for in a partner is, first of all, they're going to be helping the same target market that I am. So we're, whatever we have, we're helping the same people. And there's an audience there that would want to hear from both of us or all of us or whatever it is. Uh, and just that the person has good, I always look for my subscribers. Are they going to find this valuable? And so there are definitely things that I won't promote or don't like promoting. I've had experiences where I promoted somebody and discovered afterwards in the middle of the launch that what they were doing was not, hadn't been clear to me. And I felt a little uncomfortable. I often feel uncomfortable, just for example, this is going to make an enemy out of me for some people, but hmm. promoting uh, kind of woo-woo people, you know, energy hmm. healers or or something like that. And it's not that I think they're bad people. I don't think they're they're trying to cheat people or anything, but I have no way of evaluating what they're doing. And so it, for me to recommend them, I just don't know their work. Whereas with somebody's giving something a little bit more informational or whatever it is, you know, I can see what they're offering and I, I know that I can recommend it. So I'm just looking for somebody that I feel is, I know is going to be, have useful information for my subscribers. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And, you know, and I think it has to resonate with you. It has to resonate with your target audience. And if it doesn't do either of those things, how is it really serving anyone? Uh, that person may very want, well want the promotion, but if you are not feeling it and your list is not feeling it, then it's not going to benefit anyone. So, so, um, and you know, that I think it's good to have that kind of clear line. Here's the stuff that works. Here's the stuff I like to promote. Here's the stuff that doesn't really work for me. And it just makes it so much easier in my mind, uh, you know, as, as you and I collaborate on more things, um, what do we talk about? What, what kind of offers do we do we uh, even consider? So it makes a lot of sense. And I think it's really good to do that. Um, and I hope that everyone listening in uh, hears that as well. I mean, you don't have to say yes to everything. Right. right. <laughs> so um, so the the one of the follow up questions I want to ask to that. So when you're when you're looking for opportunities or collaborations what what is your go-to source or go-to method for finding new collaborations so because i do well on leaderboards people often do come to me once you have a reputation for doing well mm -hmm. people will come to you you mentioned we're in this mastermind together and that's a great source uh, if I'm in a giveaway or on in a summit I speak on a summit so the other people that are speaking are is it's a great source for finding partners. So you just see who's out there who's already partnering. Mm. I love that. So, so you know, to unpack a tip here, and you heard it here first, because I know it hasn't been on any of our other episodes, watch the leaderboards. <laughs> <laughs> watch the leaderboards, because there's some really great collaborators uh, on there uh, as well. I, I, I so. do want to say something else for people who are in unusual niches. So I have a client, she's a nurse practitioner, and she trains, she, she gives courses that give CEU units for nurses to keep their license. Mm. And she's having a hard time finding people to collaborate with because it's fairly specific. And I said, there are a lot of nurse 
entrepreneurs out there. There really are. And you have to find them. So put the word out. And if they're not organized and, and they're not collaborating with each other, create your own group. Create, you know, the nurse, nurse entrepreneur networking group or entrepreneur group or mastermind or whatever it is. And you you can create a group based on what you need. And that can be really, really valuable. Mm. That is such a great uh, tip for anyone out here who's who's looking for collaborations or even to grow their network and generate leads and all of that. Starting your own group is a great thing to do. It's one of the reasons I started this podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, I it, it's a group of people who've been my guests on the show and and a relationship gets started. And absolutely. Uh, uh, and so there's lots of different ways that you can create groups, but I think that's a that's a great idea. And uh, you don't have to go this alone, right? You right. you really don't. I mean, wh- what are your thoughts on that as well? I mean, um, versus you know, you hear this all the time: solopreneur. Uh, I'm a solopreneur at this or whatever. Um, I don't think anybody really accomplishes anything significant alone, or even really does everything alone. What are your thoughts on that? So there are two sides to that. People might think that it has to do with like outsourcing, you know, having a uh, an assistant or something. But in terms of partnering, it's extremely hard to get the word out on your own. So you're either going, you know, you can use ads, but that can be very expensive. Or you can use social media and that just can be a real grind over and over again. And it's hard to get traction sometimes. Some people do, but it, it can be hard. And you can partner. And with partners, it's not only that you have other people sending their people to you, but you're getting the trust because they're recommending. It's like a referral. And so it's it's what we call a warm lead as opposed to a cold lead. And so it's it just becomes very effective. And I feel that everyone should be looking all the time for to create these partnership relationships. I mean, sometimes it's you have to like manage the relationships. You have to maybe keep a CRM for relationships or keep track of them. It's not always that. I, you know, I sometimes get a little overwhelmed with all the things I have to keep track of, but I would never not do it because I know my business would be half of what it is. Mm, amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Well, we're all, we're almost out of time, but I want to ask you two uh important things. One is, I did tell everybody that we do have a free gift for you, which I'm still not going to tell you about. You, you got to wait till the end. But uh, one question, Ellen, that I ask of all my guests, because I'm I, I'm a reader, and uh, so much of the learning that I've done in the 30 years of being a business owner has come from books. So I'm always curious on what people's go-to must-read book is. So, you know, what would you say your must-read book is? So I came up with this little book, and I really mean literally it's a little book uh, called The End of Procrastination by Peter Ludwig, and Peter is spelled P-E-T-R. And I just loved it. First of all, it has lots of little diagrams in it, and I have lots of notes. I've written lots of things. I have these little stick-it markers all over the place. And it's really about the fact that procrastination isn't about lack of willpower, but it's really about knowing what you really want to do, what your core values are and what excites you. And that then finding ways to create good habits by making them easier to do. There's a lot of research on this actually. And then doing, making the tasks meaningful to you. So it's kind of like you get excited about it because this is what you've chosen to do. And so then you do it 
as opposed to the kind of drudgery that we don't want to do. And that's how you get rid of procrastination. Yeah, it's kind of, for me, it's the difference between doing a podcast interview, which I love, and I could do this all day long, versus um, posting on social media. Not my favorite thing to do. Uh, We do it out of necessity. Not my favorite. I could do podcast interviews all day, every day. (laughs) And and I think, yeah, and they get done because I love them. And so I love that when you make it something that you know, really connects with you, you're going to get it done. And, uh, you know, I think I heard the word clarity and you get it getting clear, right? So you have to, you have to have some clarity uh, with what that is. So that's a great book. You know, you know, what fascinates me about that question, Ellen, is that there's been very, very little duplication in terms of what the recommended book is we've had a few like think and grow rich and you know the the those kind of books not not as often as you'd think but we've had a few on those i've never heard of this book before so i am going to check that out <laughs> check that. it's a little old and I, i'm not positive it's still in print but i i really liked yeah. it well we'll go looking for it uh one of the especially with the older books that are not in print anymore and that are in creative commons um i have found master key society uh has a lot of uh republishing that they've done uh mm-hmm. sometimes being read um as audiobooks on youtube so we'll go find that and if you're listening to this hopefully we did find it we'll put a link to it beneath okay, the video great. and in the show notes there so Excellent. Uh, well, great recommendation. I love that. Okay, so I don't want to keep everyone in suspense any longer. We did tease a couple times that you have a free gift for everybody. Uh, tell everybody what that is. So I have a free a freebie. It's called 10 Techniques for Better Results from Your Emails. And it's all about some of the things that we talked about, but some, some of them, there are a couple of technical things, but just ver- a variety of different things that you can do to get get more clicks, more opens, more results from from your emails. And it's also about getting more engagement, getting people to stay on your list, you know, that all of those kinds of things that really create that relationship. I, I believe email is is about educating and inspiring people. So there are things that you can do that that accomplish that. And that's the basis of how you get better results. Fantastic. Well, I Again, we'll put a link right beneath this video. So go and grab that uh, from Ellen right now. Uh, The link is right beneath this video. If you're listening to this on a podcast in the player on your phone is going to be the show notes. That link is right there as well. And do it now because, you know, we we already said uh, we talked about procrastination, right? And so when you get clear, what's the clarity? Okay, the link is right there. Go click it now. Why? because it's gonna benefit you in your business. And uh, it's also gonna connect you to Ellen, which we really, really want you to do. So if anything that we've talked about here today has resonated with you, uh, here is an amazing person to collaborate with and to connect with. And so Ellen, thank you so much for uh, being here and uh, being my guest here today. And Thank you, thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. And, you know, to sign off, if you had any final words of wisdom or final advice for everyone, what would you what would you say to them? I would say that you do well in business by focusing on what you can give people. It's not that you're not going to charge money, but that your goal is to help people and inspire people and educate people. And of course, you can charge money for for what you do. 
But if that's the goal, then I think people will appreciate it. You'll do well with it. Excellent words to end this episode by. Ellen, thank you. To our audience, thank you as well. And look, you might be just one partnership or creative collaboration away from uh, that big business success that you're working towards. So uh, in the meantime, keep moving forward. Uh, This has been Chuck Anderson with the Creative Collaboration Show and my guest, uh, Ellen Finkelstein. We will see you on the next one, everybody. This episode is brought to you by the Collaborators Toolkit. If you're looking for better ways to grow and scale your business through collaborations and strategic partnerships, our free Collaborators Toolkit contains the best resources from our workshops, as well as contributions from our guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday business challenges and to access highly effective ideas that can grow your business exponentially. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and our gift to you for being a valued member of our community and a subscriber to our show. You can get free instant access to the Collaborators Toolkit today by visiting our website at www.collaboratorsunite.com forward slash toolkit. That address again is www.collaboratorsunite.com slash toolkit. Register today and I'll see you on the inside.